your faves would never. It is a holiday. It's Memorial Day. Yeah. The day of memorials. What? What do you like to memorialize? Uh, having a day off of work. <laughs> this is like a military holiday, right? Yeah, yeah, there was a New York Times article about the real history and how it had to do with black Civil War soldiers. Okay. Or something? You don't know? I don't know. I didn't read it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, if you are, you're in America, you probably have the day off, which means we're recording on Monday, but we're not all like tired and shit. I mean, yeah. like I'm tired because I didn't sleep very well last this night. Is but true. Not, I'm not like work tired. I'm feeling enthusiastic here at a podcast. How are you doing? How was your weekend? My weekend was okay. I, um... You know, spent a lot of time with you. Yes. Uh, played some D and D. Enjoyed some films. We watched a lot of movies. Yeah, we watched a ton. Uh, we're here to talk about three of them today. Actually, did yep. you just want to get into our movies? I guess we should. Okay, so for movie night uh, this Friday, we watched Rocky Four, continuing our Rocky adventure. And Shin Godzilla. Do you just want to go in order of how we watch those? Sure. We watched okay. Rocky IV first. Yes. Uh, Rocky IV, if you don't know, it's from 1985. It was directed and written by Sylvester Stallone. Again, starring him, of course. Uh, this is the one where, with the Russian where he fights Ivan Drago. Dolph Lundgren. Yes. Uh, you knew that this was the Russian one? Yes. You knew this was the one with the James Brown song? Yes. I also you, knew this was the one with the robot. The robot. What you didn't know was that Apollo Creed fucking dies a half hour into this movie. <laughs> no, I did not. I'm still grieving. My Memorial Day is to memorialize Apollo Creed. Uh, the greatest boxer that ever lived. He was one of. He was a patriot too. He was a patriot. Yes. <laughs> uh, how did you find Rocky Four? Because I've seen this movie like literally dozens of times. I did not like. Okay, I'm set. Okay, two two minds of, mm. about it. I like the movie. As a movie, like Rocky fighting the Russian, the training montages were all wonderful. There's so many of them. There's a lot. I was really upset about Apollo Creed dying, but I felt, you know, Rocky avenged his death by winning the fight. Mm-hmm. As he's wont to do. I enjoyed the robot. I learned that the robot was in the movie because Sylvester Stallone's son uh, was autistic, and he got a robot for his son, and he loved it so much he put it in the film. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... What I like about this franchise is totally not there. Oh, yeah, no, it's all gone. Yeah, so this sort of underdog guy, they have to, like, manufacture situations to make him an underdog now because he's on the top. So we're not as good. Well, I mean, he's, like, at the end of his career in this movie, right? Yeah. Ivan Drago comes in, and he's the Russian menace, and all of the Cold War stuff is really, I've always seen as really hokey. Like, I know that that used to be, like, a real thing people were on about, but since Berlin, like, the Berlin Wall fell and everything when we were really young. Yeah. I don't remember, like, actual Cold War stuff. We're, no. I remember the age of, oh, the Soviet Union is, like, good, and they're revolutionizing themselves, and everything's fixed, and that's the, that's the world I remember. And now they're bad again. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. They're bad again. Again. We're, we're rolling our eyes a lot. Yes. Uh, but this movie knows that what you really wanted of Rocky is training montages, so you get about three of them. Uh, and then there's that one, there's just a musical sequence with Creed and James Brown, which yep. is great. Like Best part of the movie, honestly. America. You can just turn it off and 
till, uh, until he runs up that mountain to escape those KGB agents, which is also a really good <laughs> bit, because Rocky totally is fast enough to outrun KGB agents in a car, and that's good. <laughs> These are the things I appreciate. The actual boxing, like, who cares? Whatever. It's not... It's not as good in this movie. Um, yeah. I, like, I just don't think this... Like, the stakes are clearly artificially created in that, oh, he killed Apollo, we have to get revenge or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's Russian. Yes. But none of that really plays for me in the same way. Yeah? Like, it just feels very cartoon, like, oh, he's the Russian menace, Rocky's gonna beat him, avenge his dead friend, prove Mm -hmm. himself, prove America right, and that's the end of the movie. Like, it's so telegraphed that it's just not very interesting. This is true. Mm Mm-hmm. That was my take. I don't know. I'm excited to get to Rocky Balboa, but we have to get through Rocky Five first, which we'll talk about in two weeks. I have no idea what to expect for Rocky Five. This That's is fun. what I know nothing about. Yeah. Like, you I know. Guess? Give me your predictions about what Rocky Five is about. Um, is he, like, trying to retire, and then somebody, like, calls him back to the ring, kind of like how Mr. T did? No. Oh. See, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I know Rocky Balboa, he's not boxing by then, right? Yeah. And then the thing I know about Creed is that he's, like, training Creed's son. Yes. But I don't know anything about Rocky Five. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Five rarely airs on TV. It's, like, a big forgotten entry in the franchise. Really? Hmm. It was very unpopular. I'm surprised 4 is as popular so as it is. 4 was not particularly popular at the time, but it played on TV a lot. It's, you know, it's like 90 minutes long and it's a yeah. bunch of montages and you it's come in anytime. It's iconic for people. Yes. And it's a movie that many people have just seen all over and over again. Like, yeah. I always caught it on TV. So, I was always like, if I caught the Apollo Creed bit, I would I was happy. Uh, I'd watch the second half dozens of times. <laughs> the man is made of iron. That's what he says. <laughs> uh, and then we watched Shin Godzilla. Shin uh, Godzilla was great. I will pull this up because I have it all up oh. here, so you don't all have to right. worry about that. Thank um, you. Shin Godzilla is sorry let me scroll up shin godzilla uh came out in 2016 it is a japanese film directed by hideaki ano and shinji higuchi uh screenplay by hideaki ano this is a reimagining of godzilla um you know the 1955 i think um movie uh you know the, the most famous monster in all of cinema uh Hideaki Anno, notably, is the guy what made Neon Genesis Evangelion, so... You said 54, right? I said 55? Oh, yep, 54. Okay, close enough. I'll take it. Yeah, very close. As someone who's bad with dates, I will take it. (laughs) Um, And this is the new Godzilla. Tell me about the new Godzilla, Destiny. He's scary. He's so scary, and there's so much bureaucracy when a disaster happens... The whole movie is everybody having meetings about whether or not they should have meetings to address the monster, and it's so frustrating. But Uh, that's what makes the movie great? Yeah, so much of the movie is a response to uh, the nuclear meltdown at Fukushima and the uh, typhoon a couple years before that, right? Tsunami, typhoon, one of those. The tsunami, yeah. Um, And the ways in which the Japanese government failed to respond by being, like, burdened by trying to place blame on people and mismanagement and all the other mm-hmm. things. Um, and the frustrations with that and, like, conceptualize out to Godzilla. Because, like, the first Godzilla is a pretty good movie about, like, nuclear fears and that sort of thing coming home to roost in Japan being cursed with the burden of nuclearization. And some of that's in this movie. Yeah. But that movie is, like, literally about, like, wardrooms full of children with radiation poisoning. And this movie is about, like... Their grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Giant, well, it's, it's also, like giant boardrooms full of men making sure none of them get blamed for another disaster in history like that one. Yeah. Um, 
and that stuff's really good. Godzilla himself is so interesting. Like, the first emergence of Godzilla, not to get too spoilery, is like, uh, I wasn't even sure that was supposed to be Godzilla. I was yeah. like, oh, is that a different thing? And it is not. But Yeah, um, it's really weird looking. Uh, because it's like a Japanese movie of the modern era, it, it has CG that is like, you know, not the best CG in the world. It's not Hollywood levels. But because of Godzilla's like iconic nature and the fact they mo-capped a guy doing it, it still feels and acts like Godzilla. Yes. And... But, but also in like... Every once in a while, will just stop doing the Godzilla things and do something wild that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, what made it scary for me was that, like, the... I hate to say it, but in a post-9-11 world... Okay. That kind of destruction is very real. Mm. Um, and obviously, like, with natural, natural disasters, it's, it, it just feels more real than it's ever felt. Mm. And um, that response... I could see it happening here. Mm. And and people, the government responding in a similar. No, they way. would have thrown the military at it like on like hour two. Yeah, but then at, at what cost? <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. Uh, the Americans in this movie are very funny. I love yeah, them so much. They did a really good job at characterizing how the American government would treat Japan in a situation yes. like this. Well, so they had a Japanese actress playing uh, the daughter of an American senator and speaking English. Clearly not her first language or a language she knew. Yeah. It's really good. I looked it up and she had a really hard time with that. Mm -hmm. But she did a good job. I yes. liked her. Um, she might not have been 100% believable as an American, but... No, but, but it's, a, it's one of those good, delightful things yes, in watching yes. Japanese movies about Americans. Yes. Because uh, there's only two ways to go. Cartoon cowboys and racist. <laughs> um, and they went cartoon cowboys, and I much prefer that. Yeah. No. Um... Oh, I wanted to say before we got into the movies, if you hear, like, like a humming noise, that's the air conditioning unit that we have right now. Our AC, which we talked about last week, is still broken. Uh, we got a portable unit while they order a part or whatever. And it's keeping the house cool, but it is noisy. It's yeah, so very sorry noisy. about that. Uh, so it's going to pick up, and I probably can't noise remove it. It'll probably be a little too loud for that. So this one's going to be noisy. Hopefully by next week it'll be fixed. I hope, thank God. Uh... We're actually fine, but I'd like yeah. to have the normal air back. Yeah, it would be nicer. It would mm. be warmer in the bedrooms. It, or, excuse me, cooler in the bedrooms. And it would be quieter out here. Yes. Uh, so that's what we've got. We, today, wanted to talk about a movie. Like, just full stop a whole movie. Yep. That movie is Solo, a Solo. Star Wars story. Solo. So we're going to probably spoil the hell out of that. So if you don't want to hear that... Uh, we'll see you next week, I guess. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Turn off the podcast. Thanks for get stopping. Spoiled. Bye. Bye. Um, but if you want to hear us talk about Solo, stick around. And maybe if you are like on the fence, listen to us and then don't go see Solo because it's fucking terrible and you'll waste your time if you go see Solo. <laughs> That's my opinion. It seems to be the opinion of the people because the movie underperformed, underperformed in like quotes because yeah. it made like $100 million, but um, not as good as the other Star Wars's. Star's War. <laughs> uh, Solo is directed by Ron Howard, asterisk. Um, <laughs> no, so, supposedly it's mostly all Ron Howard. Uh, Lord and Miller were on the movie at some point and then were fired. They were uh, producers. Well, they were they were originally directors and oh, like wrote a script and yeah. everything. No, I knew and that. And then they were fired and most of the movie was reshot, if not all of it. And so they got producer credit because some of their stuff is still in the movie. And there's, like, weird guild crediting stuff around all that. Um, and uh, it is a prequel about, uh, you know, Han Solo. 
Han Solo solo. You know, your favorite Star Wars character, Han Solo. Uh, starring a guy who will never have a career as playing Han Solo, and a bunch of people who have been in better movies playing the other characters. Who was Han Solo? Was His I... name is Alden Ehrenreich. I think he's relatively new. What else has he been in? He was in uh, Francis for Coppola's Twixt um, and Tetro. He was in Woody Allen's Blue Jasmine. He was in Park Chan-wook's Stoker. I've seen... He was in Hail Caesar. He was the singing cowboy. Oh! Yes. I loved him in that movie. Yes, but if that was a much, like, one-note part. Yes. Where he just had to be a gormless idiot. And yes. he was a gormless idiot. He was great. But, but as... when he had to be uh, Harrison he... Ford but young, failure. <laughs> Catastrophic I... failure. Honestly, he wasn't given anything good to work no, with. No, but also, like, Han Solo sucks to begin with. Like, even, like <laughs> yeah. it's not like he was a good, interesting character. No. Harrison Ford is just cool, or was cool, I guess, if, for a certain type of person. and very cool. Um, uh, I don't he's actually kind of a dick. Uh, yeah, I don't actually think Harrison Ford or Han Solo are very cool. I, I like think, Indiana Jones, but that's kind of where it begins and ends. I like Harrison Ford in um, Apocalypse Now. <laughs> he's in that movie for like five minutes, but he's so good as in like it. a bit player. He's a beautiful baby in that movie. He is a child in that movie. And then yes. I love Indiana Jones. Yes. I just I don't care for Han Solo. Yeah, no, I don't. No, I don't understand he's, he's the appeal. A dick. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this movie is like the origin story, and by that I mean it's going to tell you how everything came to be. Han Solo's blaster, his dumb dice, how he met Chewbacca, why he's called Chewie. Why he's called Han Solo. Oh yeah, why he's called Han Solo. <laughs> um, it'll make assumptions about the Star Wars universe that I'm not comfortable with, like the Imperial March is an in-universe song that the Empire has, apparently. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how he got the Millennium Falcon, why it looks like shit. Lando. I, they didn't really explain anything about Lando. No, I mean just like how they yeah. met. Yeah, they play cards twice in that movie, and he, it sucks. He does the Kessel Run in under in 12, less than twelve parsecs. Yes. It's supposed to take twenty. It explains why that's a measurement of space and not time. The way they say it, it's mm-hmm. dumb. It's really dumb. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about your experience with Solo as like someone who's not the biggest Star Wars fan? I did not have any expectations going in because this was not a movie I was excited about. Mm -hmm. I didn't even watch the trailer when it came out. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody was cooing over Donald Glover and I was just sort of like, I don't know, I feel weird about him as acknowledged last uh, episode. Did we talk about this last episode? Just how he's kind of gross. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but like, I don't know, he's he's not a bad actor. Can't say that about him. Mm -hmm. Um, And he looked good. Mm. I liked all the capes. I like the capes. I'm not sure I'm sold on the hairstyle. I think it I looks weird. I didn't like weird. the hairstyle yeah. either. I hated it. Yeah. Yeah. I, there was a lot of bad hair in that movie. Yes, there was. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars is kind of famous for its bad hair, <laughs> but this movie was just bad in like even being Star Wars-y, I feel like. It had one of the best droids ever, and uh, they ruined that. I have a lot of mixed feelings about that, because they yeah. play her entirely as a joke, and yeah. I hate that stuff. I hate that too, but she was a great droid. Yeah, but, like, I'm not sure the movie knows that she's great. I think the movie's like, oh, look at her, isn't it cute that she wants freedom and agency? Mm, yeah, no, it's Which a is shame. kind of generally a Star Wars problem with droids. Like, yeah. that's why, like, BB-8 is easy, because he doesn't talk, doesn't have a personality. You can just be like, oh, yeah, BB-8, whatever. He's it's like the mascot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the minute you get ones that are basically people with, like, vocalized desires and stuff, the droid question becomes really dodgy. Yeah. Yeah. And this movie leans right into that and crashes it directly into a wall. It's a bad time. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, no, it, it it was not good. I don't know what else to say about it. I'm trying to be, like, kind of in the middle. Just because talking about things you don't like isn't the most interesting. Oh, we could just yell about the movie. There's two heists in the movie, and both of them are boring. Like, how is that even possible? I was so bored. And the movie is so dark. Like, put on a light. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, underlit and gray as hell. Like, it's just, yeah. like, gray on gray and gray. They go from, like, dust planets to dirt planets to <laughs> desert planets. Which I know is kind of Star Wars' thing. Yeah, but there's always usually something colorful and interesting to look at along the way. And there yeah. just isn't in this movie. I um, kept comparing it to Rogue One since they're both, you know, kind of offshoots. Yeah. A, lo- a large um, chunk of Rogue One takes place on, like, a beautiful, like, sandy beach-like resort but there's an imperial base there. Like that last whole area is like tropical and lush and interesting. Mm-hmm. And it was just a better story. Yeah. I think when you get away from characters that we already have a history with, it kind of fares better. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because there's nothing to explain about Han Solo. You know who he is the minute he walks into that bar in the first movie. Yeah. You don't need like a bunch of things about, oh, he joined the Empire and washed out of pilot school and then fought in fake Star Wars World War One for like three <laughs> years. <laughs> All that yeah. stuff's just, like, bad and, like, raises way more questions. And I guess that's maybe true because they want to sell you books. Yeah, But do. I don't like it. I don't like it And at there all. were references to the animated show? Rebels, yeah. So, the one, like, bright spot, I guess, if you want to say bright spot, but only because I'm prequel trash. And this is the big spoiler, I guess, if you don't know. But apparently the news is all out there. At the end of the movie, you find out that Crimson's, Crimson Dawn, that's what mm-hmm. it's called, right? Yeah. Crimson Dawn, the evil syndicate that Han Solo is, like, working for throughout the movie, is headed by none other than Darth Maul himself. Restored after getting hacked in half by Obi-Wan Kenobi and Phantom Menace. Um, which is, if you've watched Rebels, like, he's in that a bunch. Um... And has robot legs. And he has robot legs here too. But now it's canon for the movies. And it's very weird seeing old Darth Maul on a hollow screen with a dumb double-bladed lightsaber. I don't know why he needed to pull <laughs> out the lightsaber to menace her over a hologram. He's pretty menacing all on his own. <laughs> I feel like it's really it's, it's really impotent to just like wave a lightsaber around from like halfway across the galaxy. It could be pulled a gun and like fainted <laughs> and he was going to shoot at her. He's not actually going to shoot at her. It's a hologram. That's not how anything works. They just wanted to really narrow it. Like they want you to know this is him. I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah, but like that's the whole movie. It's like over-explaining references. Yeah, it's over-explaining references, and then in between that, there's something that approximates a joke, but kind of gestures to a situation that you should find funny. I don't think any of that movie is funny. Yeah, there like, were no The jokes. one thing you and me laughed at is the one weird alien with like a saw face that like chewed on his nails really funnily yeah, in the background was, of a scene. That's it. it. That's cartoony. the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was just I like, like Star Wars aliens. Yeah, it was like one sight gag in a yeah. movie full of like a bunch of like, we're going to say a clever thing at each other and that's banter and banter's funny, right? It was not well written banter. No, it was they really They should have bad. kept Lord and Miller to write the banter. Uh, I, from what I heard, one of the big complaints with them is that they had made the movie too jokey and it wasn't supposed to be jokey. I would have rather had a balls of the wall funny movie than this. I just don't know what funny Star Wars is. I mean, I don't I trust them enough. Because like, like, Rogue One's a movie that has like humorous bits in it and they work in a movie where that is like yeah yeah. there's like explicitly a very depressing movie about like Mm -hmm. everything going wrong um i guess i just look at other stuff they've done and i'm just like i enjoyed it all so yeah but i look at stuff they've done and i'm like why did they hire them to make star wars Mm. yeah i'm just saying i would have preferred a movie that made me laugh versus a movie that bored me to tears um yeah i don't (laughs) think i don't think there's a version of han solo that is like a movie i would be delighted by though also Mm. i don't know Star Wars is weird, because, like, it's been six months since The Last Jedi. It feels like a lifetime, but we've had a busy six months. <laughs> There's so much Star Wars. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't know, like, we get a Star Wars every year now, and I feel like I'm getting tired of them already, and they aren't even done with the, the trilogy, the ones that matter. Yeah. Like, I mean, that'll end next year, but it still feels like the fatigue is setting in. Uh, this movie was worse than any Marvel movie, I think. Oh, I would agree. You haven't seen the really bad ones. You didn't see <laughs> Doctor Strange. That's true. You didn't see Thor 2. That's true. You, have you seen The Incredible Hulk? No. The Edward Norton one? It's no. a bad movie. Those are the three really worst yeah. ones. I guess I I should see those at some point, huh? No, you don't. You don't care. You don't actually like don't those care. movies. You're not invested in those characters. Do you have I'm feelings not, about Captain America or really. Iron Man? Yeah, of course yeah. not. You're free. I like watching them. It went like what I'm entertained. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a wet blanket. I completely get entertained by those movies. But sure, but you're not like invested. Yeah, no, I'm not invested. Unfortunately, it's just not for me. I mean, that's fine. You save yourself watching twenty mediocre movies, right? Mm-hmm. You can only watch the, you can watch the hits. You watch Thor Ragnarok. You watch Black Panther. Those are good movies. Yeah, those you don't ever need to see Guardians of the Galaxy two. It's a terrible goddamn movie. The first one was good. Yeah, I know, but the second one is not. Ant-Man was good. I don't know about this new one. That new one looks bad. I don't, I'm probably not going to see that. Kind of bad. Yeah. Because yeah. they're like, oh, we got a lady now, so let's do a bunch of couple jokes and dick jokes, and we'll play that awful fucking song like it's a like rom-com from the aughts. What song? The, um, words. Why can't I brain now? Do you want me to pull up the trailer? Uh, vamp. Talk about something. All right. Um, well... I didn't see Infinity War, but I feel like I owe it to the podcast listeners to see it, so I'll get there eventually. I also have not seen Infinity War. Everyone spoiled it for me because I'm in so many circles that I've already seen it more than once that they've assumed I've seen it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't know. I'll probably see whatever they do next with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. Not very good. But I did find that Memorial Day article. Okay. And um, apparently... It Takes it was... Two. That's the song. Oh, It Takes Two. Yeah, that's yes. bad. Yeah. Um, it just reads like a movie from like 20 years ago. To me it does anyway. Like that's just the most yeah, like... Yeah, well that's just the trailer. But yeah, I assume that would be... Uh... Yeah. So what's this thing about... There is a contention over what... Um, Memorial Day uh, actually is memorializing Mm -hmm. and it's either Union veterans establishing a decoration day for the National to adorn the graves of the war of the war dead with flowers Mm -hmm. or it is a a bunch of commemorations that freed black Americans held in the spring of 1865 after Union soldiers including members of the 21st United States Colored Infantry, liberated the port city of Charleston. Okay. So that's that's something I'll share. We'll put that in the links. Okay. thought that was kind of important to look up. This is more interesting than Solo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's weird. I don't know. Star Wars is in such a weird place for me, because I, like, I don't even like Star Wars, but I'm invested in a lot of it, and that sucks. <laughs> don't be this person. But, like, I'm only invested in, like, Revenge of the Sith and Clone Wars, really, which are very stupid things to be invested in. That's okay. We all have our things. I care a lot about Anakin killing younglings. I'm just upset that no one's really taken him to task for that. Well, I mean, nobody knows, right? That's the thing. That's like, true. Only Obi Wan, Jimmy Smith, and Yoda know. 
probably. And the Emperor, but he doesn't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. It's a mess. I don't like it. You think those younglings' parents would be looking for him? No, because the the Jedi take them from their parents, and they never see them again. That's the whole thing oh. in, in Phantom Menace, where they liberate Anakin, and then he never comes back to see free his mom until it's too late. Yeah. And even then, it's like against the rules for him to go back. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know what I like. What do you like? Star Trek. Well, maybe we'll watch a DS9 tonight. Yeah, we should. We're almost done with yes. season seven. We are at like episode, we'll be watching episode 14, I think. It's called Chimera. That's the next episode of DS9, if you're keeping track. We're almost at the like big last nine episode arc that closes out the show. I'm very excited. Then we're going to take a break and watch some other stuff. Um, I need to finish Buffy and Angel. Yep. We're going we're gonna to watch Hannibal. We're going to watch Hannibal. But once we finish DS9, we'll probably do a DS9 episode. I would love to do a DS9 episode. We'll probably do that. We'll probably do a Hannibal episode when we yes. finish Hannibal. Yeah. As we finish shows, I can't wait to do a Buffy episode. Yeah, no, I... It'll be two hours of us in an argument about <laughs> the only thing we ever get in an argument about when it comes to Buffy, because I have fundamental disagreements with that universe. Yeah, we have a lot of ethical arguments about Buffy. You know, um, but I'm right, so don't worry about it's it. It's not like that. <laughs> it is like that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we watched, watched Cab- we, yeah, we watched Cabaret today, but that's for the other movie, like our movie podcast. Go to PrepTraceScreenings.com in like two weeks, and that episode will be up. Your movie podcast. My movie podcast. I have a different movie podcast. Not yet. Not yet, but it's coming. It's coming. Um, that's true. So if you want to know what M thinks of Cabaret, check out Repertory Screenings. And the last Bond movie, Spectre. Because we're going to be covering that. I barely remember that movie. Really? We saw it in the theater. Um, what's his face? Um, Inglorious Bastards is that guy's name. Oh. Christoph Waltz plays yeah. Blofeld. Oh, yeah. Starts at Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. I like the Day of the Dead opening. Mm-hmm. I remember that being really cool. There's like a spy network that M's trying to stop. You're trying to stop a spy network? No, uh, M. Capital oh, M. the James Bond M. Yes, Ralph Fiennes M. Got it. Because he replaced... Uh, Rafe. Yes. We covered this last week. Ray finds M because he replaced uh, Judy Dench M last movie when she, she was good. spoiler ate it. <laughs> she was good. Yeah, she was good, but she'd been doing that a long time. Also, she's like a thousand years old. She's not a thousand. How old is Judy Dench? What, uh, what do you guess? Give me an over under. Do you think I'm she's... guessing she's six? Okay, I'll no, look this no, up. No. I think she's eighty eight. She's seventy three. I think she's eighty eight. Okay. She is eighty three. Whoa, Judy Dench looks good. <laughs> um, so, way closer, but I went over, so I don't know if this is Price's Right rules or not. You know what the other thing about Shin Godzilla I really liked? What? Just going back to it really quick. Yes. Is um, how they used a lot of the old Godzilla themes. So, yeah, it was the three Godzilla songs everyone knows, and then the theme, like one of the music tracks from Evangelion playing like six times. It's weird. <laughs> it has a weird soundtrack. It's a very like unusual movie for a disaster film, mm-hmm. but in the best way possible. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so I guess that's it. We don't really want to talk about Solo. We got some questions. Oh, let's hear them. Uh, so if you want to send us questions, you can send them to podcast at com. They can be about anything. Um... You know, whatever. We put out calls for questions every once in a while. Um, send us anything. Next week will probably be... We don't actually have a topic yet. So if you want to fill us up with questions, go right ahead. Yeah. Because uh, we love them. This one came in like two weeks ago from Ellie, which we mentioned last episode, but I didn't have the thing here. Um, uh, there was a thing about... Um, 
oh, you should give us our your favorite R slash relationships thing for the week. Did you get a good one this week? Is um, there a, did you I read can anything? dig one up. No, no, no. Off the top of your head, have you read anything super crazy on Reddit lately? Um, I read one where this teenager told his girlfriend that she needed to stop acting so cringy and that she needed to use more emojis so he could understand her text messages. And she was like, I don't understand. Why, why is he trying to change me? He calls me names sometimes and I, he calls me the R word and he's not very nice. But like, how do I get him to tell, stop trying to change me? Okay. That was kind of amusing. Uh, and then Ellie followed this up with a um, question or a broad statement. Could you talk about your first online experiences? Like media you like so much that made you seek out extra content about it online, how it happened, stuff like that. Sure. Um, hmm. When I was first on the internet, the first thing I did was get an online journal. I wasn't at Live Journal right away. I was at Teen Open Diary. I've never heard of that. OpenDiary.com. You just published your own this? diary. This was probably 2000, 2001. I oh, was you about, were late to the internet. I was. We didn't have computers at home. And mm. then at, uh, like we used them at school all the time. But mm. I just never... I didn't have a home computer until I was in high school. Okay. So I don't have any, like, awkward 8th grade internet things. Yeah, I got the internet at, like, 11? Like, around 96, 97? So. I'm sorry, there's a spider trying to get into my lap. Kill it. I need something to kill it with. Hand me a paper towel. Oh, yes. We're going to do this live on air. This is way better than that time Jackson tried to kill a spider. Go to patreon.com slash mapping to listen to Jackson try to kill a spider. It's an um, itty bitty spider. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, it's, it's it dead. Um, that is the good content. You are like a thousand times braver than Jackson. <laughs> it was going towards my lap, and at first I just thought it was like a little piece of hair. But it was totally yeah. a spider. So if you go to patreon.com slash mapping, you can listen to the first episode of VoIP Life, which is me and Jackson's version of this, kind of, but way goofier. And it opens with Jackson encountering a spider, which was not scripted or planned or anything. Jackson it's just hilarious. You can you can tell because I uh, cannot contain myself listening to Jackson <laughs> fumble around. Um, that episode, though, that show is premium, but that first episode is free, so you can just listen to that. It's a good time. People to, liked it. To go back to the question, yes. Um, so I had an online diary, so I had a lot of friends through that. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time, like. Saving pictures of cute people, like attractive people. That was a good thing. I had folders and folders of celebrities I thought were attractive. I think that's a normal thing for that age because all my friends did it. I definitely did not do that. Um, and we would just scroll through the photos and just be like, look how hot so-and-so is. Yeah, no, I don't know. I had a folder for Diego Luna. I had a folder for um, Scarlett Johansson. I had a folder for... In 2001? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I made the first live journal community for Scarlett Johansson. Oh, man. It was called Hot and Crusty, because that's where she used to go on her after her auditions to get donuts. And people hated the name. I can't believe you know this. My friend picked it up. We were, like, super into Scarlett Johansson. Mm, how'd that uh, work out for you? <laughs> not so great. Okay. She's not so great. I did go back and listen to her album of Tom Waits covers from, like, 2008, because... Somebody mentioned it on another podcast, mm-hmm. and I found out David Bowie sings backup vocals on, like, two songs. Mm. You can tell it's him. I can't believe I didn't catch it before. Mm. Anyway, um, so we used to do that, and a lot of, you know, posting on MySpace, putting up music videos. When YouTube came out, all we did was watch videos all the time. 
Uh, I'm trying to think of other online things I did. I didn't. I wasn't really a chat room person, but like we would all use AIM America Online Instant Messenger, and we'd make a big chat room of like a group of us, and we all had our own little like recurring chat room we would make together and mm. talking every night. So I, that was a big part of my okay. late teens, early twenties. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, no, I wasn't on the internet as early as a lot of these kids today. So yeah, I got the internet, like I said, around 96, 97. I would have been 11, 12, something like that. And I immediately found two things. One, it was like the burgeoning of my Sailor Moon fandom. So there are infinite Sailor Moon fan, like web rings. And that was a weird experience because it immediately was like, oh, here's all the episodes they won't show you in America and all the like <laughs> the seasons that hadn't come out and wouldn't come out for years. So you, immediately you knew so much about Sailor Moon that you assumingly would never see on TV that it kind of ruined the TV experience, which is a weird thing to have happen. Um, but also I had AOL, like not AIM, but actual AOL as AOL because it was the mid 90s. Uh, we all did. And not the early aughts. Um, and because of that, like, I got really deep into, like, AOL role-playing communities. So if you hung out in, a, like, write-in chat rooms in fucking 97, 98, I was probably there. What were you role-playing as? A bunch of different people. Give me some. No, absolutely not. Isn't it too embarrassing? Yes. All right, I'll tell you some embarrassing stuff I used to do online. I'm still not going to tell you. Like, you could share all you want. Oh, I'm not no, it's talk okay. About you it. don't have to. I was just going to say, the main type of message board I spent a lot of time on, mm -hmm. there were two. Mordejai Tiempo, which was the Radiohead fan website for greenplastic.com's um, fan site. What the hell is greenplastic.com? Greenplastic.com was the best Radiohead fan site. Okay, why is it called that? Because of... The lyric in Fake Plastic Trees, Green Plastic Earth. Okay. Um, and I, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but Mordijai Tiempo is Esperanto for Killing Time, which is another Radiohead lyric. I'm not living, I'm just killing time. Okay. So I was on that message board a lot to the point where like, I had a little, like a boy that I would flirt with and he would flirt with me. Mm -hmm. Then we lost internet that summer and I never heard from him again. Mm -hmm. um, and then like, me and one of my friends were going to start a Rooney fan site, and then oh, I lost my site? internet. Rooney was a band that Robert... How do you spell that? Rooney? Like the principal in Ferris Bueller. R-O-O-N-E-Y. Oh, okay. He, um... Okay, so Robert Schwartzman is Jason Schwartzman's little brother, mm -hmm. who was in The Princess Diaries. He played the love interest. Mm -hmm. He had a band called Rooney that we loved. I saw them live, and I actually got to meet him. Okay. But anyway, so, like, I spent a lot of time on that message board. It probably was the number one thing that like affected my musical taste until I got into the last FM groups uh, which it still exists it's called an audio scrabbler auto scrabbler and it like collects what songs you're listening to on different media devices and puts them all on a list and you can track like how many plays you've listened to this one album and how many times you listen to this one song. And over the years, it'll be like, here's your number one artist of all time. Here's your number one artist of this year. Here's your number one artist for the last 30 days. And I still have my account, but I've had my account since 2005. Mm -hmm. So when I started, they used to have groups and there was this really cool one that just, if you like a genre, experts from that genre would just recommend you albums. And I, uh, the Radiohead forums and that were the two places I definitely got most of my musical taste and like mm -hmm. it felt like to this day 
that's how I discovered Bjork and Sonic Youth and just all, my Bloody Valentine, like all the shit I listen to now, all my favorite bands. Um, and then the other embarrassing thing, um, it's not embarrassing that I found music. I just, I spent so much time talking about music with dumb people. Like, just boys who thought they knew everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, none were they the worst. That sentence didn't make sense. Uh, the worst of them was on a Quentin Tarantino message board for this website called... I don't remember the name of the website. But it was just a Tarantino fan site. And everybody just argued about movies all day long. And that right. was the other place I loved to spend my time. Yeah, by by the t- by the years you were talking about, I was either deep into Tolkien like uh, forums <laughs> because I was way into those books and I loved arguing about minutia bullshit with those books with people online. And this is when the movies were hot, so everyone was there. <laughs> and if you if you'd only see the movies, you were just a scrub that didn't matter. And that's it was great. so um, funny. And then uh, this is when I got into like movie websites. So I was reading. Like, the ones at the time, like, fucking Ain't It Cool and Chud. I was reading those, too, yeah. but not as involved as I yeah. later got with movies. Mm-hmm. Then I was just reading a lot of... One, one, I also was a big poster on the IMDb message boards, which oh, were no. horrible. That's even worse. They were, like, the YouTube comments of their day. Yes. But I, I did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a part of the big thread of people making up snakes on a plane jokes. I remember that. Wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that happening and thinking, man, this seems really boring and bad. And then it was. <laughs> and the movie was, was bad. You know, I enjoyed the film. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, mm. It wasn't what you wanted it to be, but it was still really funny. I thought it was trying way too hard at every turn. Oh, so that's how I feel about your Sharknadoes. Well, I mean, I don't your... even watch those. So. Yeah, that's how I feel about those. But like, I don't know, Snakes on a Plane. Was... Snakes on a Plane should have been Tremors. It was not Tremors. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, it's not perfect, but I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. You can make an entire franchise out of worms in the desert and it'd be like good and interesting. I feel like you should be able to make snakes on a plane. <laughs> um, but yeah. Any more questions? Yeah, we have one more. Uh, let's see. We have Cass uh, sent us an email. Um, so Cass offered some girl canon recommendations. Cool. Um, if you want to send recommendations for the girl canon movies, uh, things that girls should have watched so I can watch them let me know because I want to I want to watch them all um cast suggested Cruel Intentions which we mentioned the time we did that that is a classic Crazy Beautiful <laughs> which I don't know what that is I've never seen it but it's a Kirsten Dunst movie okay and Practical Magic which I've seen Practical Magic's amazing yeah it's a good movie yeah um and then as for anime, cast suggests watch Utena if you haven't. I've seen Utena. Utena's I haven't great. seen all of it. Uh, Utena's the best. Um, and then Cass also sent us that question about that woman that she was talking to and stopped responding or whatever. Yeah, is there an update? Yes. Uh, things are going well between me and the woman I'm sort of dating. She's just bad at texting people back. Oh. You should let her know that uh, texting back, like within a day, is only considered, like that's the bare minimum of consideration for someone. I think that's reasonable. If you sent me a text, and I mean, we live together, it's a little weirder, but if you sent me a text and I didn't answer within a day, you would lose your mind. Yeah, I would, but we have a very close relationship. Like, if we were only, like, dating and didn't talk a lot, I probably would be a little more chill. When we first started, like, being together, we instantly fell into talking to each other every day. We talked every day. We, we there. I don't think there's been a day since we got together that we have not talked. This is true. Like, even when you're out of town. Yeah, no, it's true. But I also, um, oh, Kirsten Dunst has a baby. 
Okay. So I was going through her filmography because I feel like she's got a lot of girl canon movies. But you've seen Bring It On. Yes, Bring It On's great. Yeah. I've not seen Marie Antoinette. That's a good movie. A I, weird gap I have. I love that movie. Yeah, Sophia Coppola movies probably go in the girl canon. Yeah. And my thing was like, oh, I loved Lost in Translation so much I didn't want to watch the follow-up because everyone said it was bad and I didn't want that pop, like the bubble pop for me. But I've seen bad. the bling ring and that's terrible. Yeah, so I can watch this now. <laughs> awful. Someday's okay. I, oh, that's the hotel one, right? Yes. Yeah. The hotel one. <laughs> I just remember the trailer. It's about a dad. Yes. I don't know. Have you ever seen Drop Dead Gorgeous? No. Okay, that's a good girl canon movie. Mm-hmm. I, uh... I've seen Elizabeth Town. Oh, I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's surprising for me, because you were really into Nathan Raven. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, that... I feel like he made his whole bones off of that movie. He coined the term Manic Pixie Dream Girl, for those mm-hmm. of you who don't know, and Elizabeth Town was the movie. No, that movie looked bad. I mean, it's not great. And I just didn't like romances that much. Oh, okay. I, I, I'll, I'll show up for a romance. I don't I'm like, dumb. Let me Let me fix that. I didn't like straight romances. Mm. Like, come on. <laughs> that movie has the second best use of Freebird in a film of the really? arts. Really? Yes. Did I call that movie Someday? It's called Somewhere. Okay. I wanted to make sure I got it right. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, you should do... Drop Dead Gorgeous is a mockumentary about pageants. Okay. It's really funny. Like Bruno. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I never saw Bruno. Oh, okay. He goes to pageants, or like a fashion show at some point. Alright. Bruno's not a very good movie, but I still... I like it. I I liked Borat. I haven't seen it since I saw it. Borat, um... Borat's weird because... It probably hasn't aged well. Yeah, it's got a lot of weird, like, implications about the kind of character he's playing. Um, I think the things it says about the people he interacts with are really interesting. Borat, or Bruno's much meaner. Mm. Um, Yeah, that's why I didn't want to see it. It looked meaner. um, It looked really homophobic. I mean, it's about homophobia, right? Oh, okay. I mean, I've never seen it. he plays like a, like... He basically plays, like, German gay fashion designer kind of character. Yeah, and it... And it's just him interacting with people and then being flummoxed by him. Okay. In kind of the same way as Borat, right? Because I, I thought it was making fun of the fact that he was gay, so that's why I never yeah, saw it. Yeah, it's weird. It's, like, you could you could read it that way for sure. Try to be a little more generous. I don't know. And then he made that weird fake Saddam Hussein movie. That movie's bad, and then I stopped watching his movies. I don't even know what that I don't is. Think he, uh, the Great Dictator. Oh, that movie. The like, Dictator. I think it's just The Dictator. Great Dictator. Was that Chaplin supposed movie. to be a Chaplin remake? No, 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 no. Okay. He just played like a fake Saddam Hussein. He, I think the thing is, he plays someone who looks like Saddam Hussein. I don't remember. And then he comes to America. I think that's what that movie's about. Oh, so it's kind of like The Great Dictator. Yeah. But it's still, it's like a fictional version of those movies he was doing because by then he was too famous to like play a fake person oh. and talk to real people. And it's just like a comedy and it's bad. Um, I haven't seen it since it was new. Don't have, like, I, I'm not clear on these things. Um, and then I think he basically stopped making movies. Like he's in movies, but he stopped making movies. Yeah, he doesn't really do movies anymore. Yeah. Did you watch the Ali G show? No, I've never seen it. It's pretty good. Yeah, and I have a lot of comedy gaps. Especially when it comes to TV shows. Oh, we'll get through them. That's my that's my thing. I know. Yeah, he has not made a film since uh, that one. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. He's off with Mike Myers and Where You Go Where Your Career Dies. <laughs> Canada? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess so. I don't actually know if he's in Canada. Is Mike Myers in Canada? I know he's Canadian. That's he's not Canadian. the same thing. He's Canadian-British. Okay. So he lives in the ocean. Split the difference. (laughs) 
Well, you should not have found that as funny as you did. It was dumb. I like okay. it. There we go. Where are you? Are you in Canada? He has Canadian, U.S., and U.K. citizenship. That's kind of neat. Do all Canadians have U.K. citizenship? Do you know? I don't think so. Because they're like a Commonwealth of the U.K., right? I mean, they are, but does that... Ooh, I don't know. Okay. If you know the answer to this, write in and tell us. We're ignorant Americans. We don't know this shit. No, we don't know shit. Um, I think we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. If you have questions, of course, podcast at neuromapping.com. We are on the Abnormal Mapping Network. Uh, go to abnormalmapping.com to see all our shows. There's a bunch of them. They're great. Uh, you should probably listen to... What's the what's the podcast people should most listen to? It isn't this one. Out of the Abnormal Mapping Network? Yeah. Um, what's your favorite? I enjoy Second Officer Slog. Okay, I think we That's plugged that last time. That's probably my favorite. Go to StarTrekPodcast.space. Listen to us talk about Star Trek. I need. We need to... Jackson's moving this week, but after that, we need to read the next Star Trek book. So that's very exciting. Uh, we were reading a book about Dax and all of her various lives. Um, it's called The Lives of Dax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you go to patreon.com slash mapping, you can support us. Keep me and Destiny clothed, housed, and fed. Uh, for $1 a, m- a month, you get The Great Gundam Project, which is me and Jackson watching all of Mobile Suit Gundam, which is an anime uh, that we like a lot, and we talk about it every week. I don't know if I like it. You watch Gundam with me every week. Because you make me. You said you wanted to, and now if you stop, you'll never start again, and that would be sad. It's like a thing we do together. I enjoy it. Um, do you really not? I feel like Zeta's in a really good place right now. I like things about it. I just mm. don't. It's a kind of a messy show. Well, yes, it's a messy show. It's like the Game of Thrones of anime. There's yeah, so many characters. Yeah, it's a mess. But, I mean, that's kind of the appeal, right? But if you want to watch Zeta and be confused, uh, or and not be confused, you can listen to me and Jackson oh, break it all down yeah. every week. You and Jackson clear it up for me every time I don't know what's going on. Okay, that's good. I listen every every uh, week. Okay, this week we talk about uh, Rekawa's bullshit with men in space. It's a she's a messy lady. Um, you're on Twitter at Fridge Buzz now. Yeah, you know, you're on Masto at Fridge Buzz now. <laughs> <laughs> At occult.camp, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I am on Twitter at em underscore being. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I got to go make dinner because I'm hungry. You're probably I'm hungry, too. I'm hungry, too. All right. You're going to have taquitos. I'm what gonna, are you going to have? I'm going to have uh, cold sobo. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it'll be good. That's it. Thanks, everybody. Do you have a good sign-off for people? Stay black. I already used that one. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure you did. Also, about... most of our audience, unfortunately, is white people. Well, goodness. Yeah. Um, how about, uh, really? I can't think of anything. I am at a loss. Okay. Much like the lives lost protecting our soil. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you talking about? I thought, are you going to talk about Godzilla again? And no, you went with Memorial Day. (laughs) Look, I'm, I'm willing to care about the lives lost, uh, in Godzilla than like the support the troops bullshit that Memorial Day usually is. I don't know. I guess we could have gone to my dad's grave today. That would have been depressing. I guess we should end this podcast. Wow, end the podcast. <laughs>